Hey there listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and on today's episode we're going to do something special because it is our 150th anniversary. Brian, can you believe <laughs> that we've done that many episodes together? We've done it for 150 years. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I guess it makes sense that we're in the horror genre, right? Since... <laughs> We, we, we uh, yeah, man. I can't, I can't believe it. It's flying by. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I, I actually thought that number felt lower than actually the number of episodes we've recorded, but uh, did that, that seem right to you or did it seem more? Yeah, it actually does feel like we should be up closer to 200 by now. Yeah, yeah, and I was, I was surprised. I thought maybe I'd, I'd, I was remembering wrong or something. I but, think uh, it's just 2020 having an effect on everyone's perception of time. For real, man. Yeah, last year was like just like a black hole. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess 150 makes sense cause we're, we're almost like three years into this, right? Yeah. It'll be three years in June. Right. Right. So I, I guess that adds up and it, it doesn't include though, like things like our Patreon episodes I'm imagining. Oh yeah. That might feel, be why it feels like it's a little bit more. Yeah. Which, and we did some test episodes that we, at the very beginning that we never released. So we're probably at about 175 if you include all that stuff. Oh yeah. Sure. Sure. All the B material. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, uh, but great, great, great milestone to be hitting, and uh, big thanks to all the listeners who've uh, been listening for this long, and all the supporters, and uh, the Patreon supporters, and friends on the Discord server. Uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to to record all these episodes. Yeah, for sure. It's it's we would be having fun anyway, but it's so encouraging knowing that you guys are out there and enjoying the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I know. I, th- I think I just expected my mom to be listening, but I don't even think she's found it yet. <laughs> so it's cool we got more people. Um, speaking of which, if you are a fan and you haven't done so yet, I'd encourage everybody to give a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Our goal is to get to 200 reviews by the end of 2021, and we're at 120 right now. Oh, cool. Um, and the Apple Podcast ratings can really help other people discover the show. So even if you listen on a different app, it would be super helpful if you did it on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple Podcasts or an Apple device, you can just Google Horror Movie Club Apple Podcasts and find us on the Apple Podcast website and give us a rating or review right there. And if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, um, if you just select our show from the library and scroll down, you should see where to rate and review. Awesome. Yeah, we always, we always appreciate the feedback, and uh, yeah, it's fun to read those reviews, good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I check it every morning or anything. <laughs> no. I think we get really excited every time someone leaves us one, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you'll see you'll see the number change, and you don't know if it's a good one or a bad one. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like that sense of dread before you can read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we live for. Uh, yeah, yeah, give us that thrill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, speaking of thrills, uh, to recognize our 150th episode here, we're going to do something different today. We're going to have a spoiler-free discussion, and uh, I think this was a request from one of our listeners, but we're going to count down our top five horror villains, uh, both Brian and I's uh, list of our, our top five villains, and uh, just talk about why we picked them and why we think they deserve to be on the list. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, uh, I think I think that's it, right? Yeah, well, we were just talking about how we always inevitably hit some bumps in these uh, less structured episodes, and (laughs) I forgot it was spoiler-free. I'm going to have to think about my list. Oh, I mean, unless you want to say... Yeah, I think I'll I'll give a warning for spoilers, because one of my villains is itself a spoiler. 
Ooh, all right. I can't wait to hear who that is. Sorry. If, <laughs> if I need to like step back and restructure my list, I, I easily can. I have many backups. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, so if, if there's going to be a spoiler, just give a heads up and uh, we can let... Uh, I, I think that'll be a fair enough notice. Okay. I, I think that it's a pretty widely seen movie. Okay, cool. Damn. Uh, looking forward to it, man. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, so before we actually dive into those uh, top five villains, uh, I thought it would be fun just to kind of like talk about how we went about getting this list together, uh, any resources or methodologies uh, you used. So, uh, yeah, what, what was kind of like your process? How did you pick your five? Well, I kind of just like did a brain dump onto a page of like all the villains that popped into my mind that could be contenders. Mm-hmm. And then, boy, that left me with like, 20 or 25 interesting and then to whittle it down some i knew were going to be at the top but some i was like who really scares me whenever they're on screen yeah um and i think that's how i was able to uh separate the the wheat from the chef that's really cool (laughs) yeah yeah is it is it shaft or chafe (laughs) i think it's chaff i think so yeah uh, I've that, said that wrong like five times and I still don't know what is right. <laughs> Just one of those things you're second guessing yourself on. Yeah. Of it, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I was basically just like, am I legit scared of this person or nervous that something's going to happen whenever they're on screen? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like I took a similar approach and there were like three or four that came to mind, but it also came to mind that like a lot of my favorite horror films don't have like, like one villain or like a, or someone who like has enough character to call like a villain. Like so many, I think of the popular, uh, more recent horror films, like there's just like supernatural stuff that's happening or like zombies or things like that. Like, do you feel like it's easy to have, to find villains in a lot of horror movies? Yeah. And that's a good point, man. Some of them, some of our favorite movies don't really have a clear-cut villain. Yeah. Um, but it's surprising also how many really do. I think that humans tend to gravitate towards that. And we've talked about this before as kind of a screenwriting tip of if you have a supernatural villain or supernatural, not even a villain, but antagonist, that it can really enhance the movie to make a human villain as well on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that it just goes to show, like, that humans really gravitate towards a villain that they can name. Interesting. It's, just, it's easier for our brains. Yeah, yeah, but I, I almost think, like, more horror films, uh, or, like, fewer horror films actually have a named villain, where, like, I don't know, I, I want to guess, like, 60-75% of horror films more just have scary stuff happening, because in horror, like, what's more scary is, like, the unknown and unnamed, but it sounds like you're, you're saying the opposite. I think if you look at like the top 10 horror movies it, that tend to show up on those lists quite a bit, most of them are going to have a pretty clear-cut villain. Yeah. Like I not hear just, what you're saying, though. I yeah. mean, and I think some of our favorite movies don't, but... Yeah, yeah. Trying to think back to our top... F- I don't know, though. If I think about our top fives... Yeah, that's where I, my I mind I guess went. about half of mine do have a pretty clear-cut villain. Okay, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe two of the five. Sure. Right. Yeah. That, that's what. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, I, I know, like, we loved it. Follows and like movies like Get Out and like you know, I, I love like The Witch and uh, um, like Hereditary and Ari Aster's works. And I just feel like some of those more recent ones, you don't have like one uh, villain in a way. Um, yeah, that's fair. I love Evil Dead and Dead Alive. Those were two movies on my top five that don't really right have a villain. I mean, they they kind of do, but 
certainly nobody you'd probably put on a list. And and you don't think like actually having a villain that like the movie spends time with and like you get to know during the movie can maybe lessen the scare because now you uh, understand that person or like you're identifying with them more or something. Um, maybe it can lessen it, but sometimes you don't even need it to be a villain. Sometimes maybe just an antagonistic personality, like Ash's buddy in Evil Dead is kind of a jerk and a source of problems sometimes. So maybe even having somebody like that can, can enhance things. But that's, you know, that's as much as everybody, a lot of people love that movie, including myself. It's not necessarily a screenplay you'd look to as an exemplary screenplay. You know, it's not a top to bottom well-rounded movie it's just very good at what it does yeah 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 i hear you uh yeah no that, that, that's fair like yeah villain can take many forms uh it doesn't have to be like a, a bad guy per se it could just be a, a character you're like it causes some tenseness or friction right right or even a villain somebody that would be a villain in a movie that wasn't necessarily a horror movie sure yeah yeah just like a point of conflict basically yeah a bully a abusive relationship whatever yeah Yep, makes sense. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I know where you're going now. Uh, on the uh, some of the things I, I was looking out for, I, I looked at a few lists. Uh, and, and did you look at a few of those as well? I did, but it didn't alter mine. It was just to make sure I wasn't forgetting anybody. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I saw a lot of like repeats, so I, I wonder if we'll be uh, overlapping on some of these. I'm sure. That was one worry when I looked at the list. I was like, are we just going to be doing what everybody has done over and over again? But the internet is full of stuff like that and people can't get enough of top five lists. <laughs> I know, it seems but to work. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Falling into our trap. But I exactly. think I have at least two that are a little less common. Okay, cool. And if we go into honorable mentions, I've definitely got some that aren't aren't super common. Okay, cool. I might only have one that fits into that category. All right, that's okay, man. All right. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, I, I try to look at each of these from, like, uh, a few things, like, uh, I, I think it's scary when, like, the villain's something unpredictable, or, like, they've got, like, a, a amazing, like, kind of appearance, or, like, costume design, uh, compelling performance, obviously, is a big one. I don't know if, like, you look at, like, kill counts, or, like, symbolism, or anything like that, and as part of, like, your metrics. Yeah, it sounds like maybe we've taken slightly different approaches. I almost looked at, for most of mine, I almost looked at realism mm. in in a lot of ways um something that was like truly disturbing on a fundamental human level okay so not like a lot of like supernatural in your court i don't think i do it which is surprising because i'm not like a slasher type guy but there are it's a surprisingly uh yeah it's it's a mixed bag yeah okay that's cool yeah no, i know i hear you and the, the 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 more realistic ones obviously the the scariest i think yeah. Um, yeah, and, and kind of on, on that topic then, like, as you think about, like, villain types, like, whether it's a serial killer, a vampire, witches, zombies, demons, like, do you have, like, a, a category that you're the most scared of? Demons is definitely my most scared of, if you are taking, like, those general villain buckets that aren't a single-named villain. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree, too. Like, uh, supernatural, de- demonic stuff is always pretty creepy for me. Yeah, and always more than one. Like, I, a possession story is fine, but, like... The evil deads of the world are the type of thing that scares me the most. Oh, sure, sure. Like, the, yeah, like the people you know getting possessed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of turns the, the corners, or it turns the table on you a bit, because, uh, yeah, it's the, familiar territory being turned into something scary is, is a huge fear. 
Exactly. Makes sense. That, that's a big thing for, that, that theme shows up uh, maybe a couple of times on my list. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, anything else you want to mention before we jump into the list? I don't think so, man. All right. How do you want to do this? Do you want to list your five? I'll tell you all that why they're all wrong and then name the right five. Or do you want to go like, uh, we just like start from five and go back to one. <laughs> Let's start at five and each, each take turns sharing. Okay. And you can so, tell, you can, uh, sprinkle in throughout how I'm so wrong. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. You give your five and I'll correct it with the correct five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's start at number five then. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to start with yours? Yeah, mine is uh, Jack Torrance in The Shining, played Ooh. by Jack Nicholson. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, and I mean, the big the big deal here is that Stephen King was angry that Jack Nicholson's portrayal was a departure from Jack Torrance in the novel, who starts out as kind of a loving but certainly flawed father father who slowly descends into madness, and Jack Nicholson's just creepy and off-putting from the get-go. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. That, that's really interesting because I, I, I thought about Jack uh, Torrance and I was going to say because he starts out as like someone that's likable and you're on this journey with him to get to like kind of this demonic thing he becomes uh, at the end. But that's interesting. King thinks he's like kind of scary the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I think most people think he's scary the whole time. It really is. I'm, I'm concerned that you don't. I, I thought he's like really relatable in the beginning. He's just like a struggling author who like wants to get his shit done and, uh, you know, you can kind of feel his pain of what he's going through and then it kind of drives him to, to madness, which it's cool to see him like degrade into that. But uh, you would say like start to finish, he's kind of like insane. Yeah, I mean, he is like ice cold to Wendy and Danny and just creepy and off. <laughs> yeah. He's just eerie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you you think of him as kind of an all-American guy, that one. I thought so. I thought it was like a dad, basically. <laughs> well, that's why he's so scary to me. My dad, I love my dad. I had a great dad who's like super sensitive and everything, but there's just something creepy and true to life about your dad being the scariest person you know. Oh, sure. Yeah, like yeah. That's so real for so many people. And I think... Even growing up, there were friends who I'd go over their house and I was just scared of their dad. It was not like he even did anything specifically to give me reason, but it was just like something about that dude doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like society definitely kind of uh, has that dynamic between like a a mom and dad where like the mom is like protecting you from like uh, the dad. And that that seems to be like what this movie plays up. uh, It's a big deal, right? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, And I think one thing about something that I was never scared of my dad, but I remember when my dad would get mad, he would just like fall silent and it was so uncomfortable and I didn't know (laughs) what was going on in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I knew it was just something I like totally didn't understand and probably wouldn't understand until I was an adult. (laughs) And sometimes now I do the same thing when I'm mad. I'm just like. (laughs) <laughs> silent and my kid knows like something is up um it's that like middle-aged aggression <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um i just think he like touches on something very realistic where it's just like your dad's silence or creepiness or your mm-hmm. incapability to understand your dad as a kid or, or your mom too is just one of the most unnerving uncomfortable things because that's supposed to be your person yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So it's terrifying to me. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's a really real uh, thing. And uh, yeah, and I never even thought about that angle of the the movie. But that that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. obviously, like Jack Nicholson's portrayal is like he's. I mean, I, I just looked at pictures of him and it, it creeps me out. As well. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an incredible performance. It is. Perhaps it over is. the top, some would consider it, but it works. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. So, yeah, you considered this, but it didn't make the, didn't crack the top five? It barely, like, just missed out, yeah. Uh, but now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of second-guessing it after this whole conversation about dads. I'm going to uh, just go into this list and say this whole thing could be, like, rearranged, swapped out, completely scrapped, and <laughs> a new list created. I, it was kind of hard to do. I know, yeah. Like, by the end of this call, we might have a whole different top five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so, so, so my top five, I, I think, is a little more uh, fictional and, like, not as, like, deep, I guess. Uh, so I, I always found clowns very scary, and I know everyone kind of, like, defaults, like, Pennywise as, as, like, the scary clown. But I actually thought Art, the clown from that movie Terrifier uh, back in 2016, was, like, one of the creepiest clowns I've seen. And, like, his whole actions throughout that movie, like, how he's kind of playful, but uh, he also just, like, gets really gross into, like, how he's killing people and, like, how he messes things up and, like, the black lipstick around him and how he looks like he's this thing out of a silent movie. Uh, I and, and there's, like, kind of a supernatural component to him, too. Uh, it just, I, I felt like it kind of, like, was everything I hated about clowns, and they kind of capture that in one person there. I very much respect that pick, that Art the Clown was on my little brain barf where i just wrote down 20 25 names um, oh no kidding really yeah and i agree with you and i didn't i gave that movie a two out of five but part of that was because it made me so uncomfortable <laughs> it was <laughs> he was super effective and that was an incredible performance i mean that's i want to watch that movie again because i feel like i've come to like it more and more since i saw it oh yeah even right. though i didn't like my immediate reaction when it was over was i didn't like that but it's just I think there was something special going on there. We have like such an iconic slasher villain just within yeah. the past few years. And I feel like the emergence of new classic slasher villains is rare. And I, th- I think Art the Clown is that dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and you said they were going to be like a, a sequel, right? Yeah, sequel's coming out this year, I believe. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if you're right, if, if he's going to become more of like a, an, an icon going forward. That's one we see more often. Yeah, and that dude, I, his name escapes me, the actor, but he's got ba- a background being a mime, so it, it really made that performance even more of a sale. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, every interaction with him, and, and there's just something like so, uh, I just remember like a scene where he's like kind of peeling someone's skin off uh, like really slowly, and, and yeah, it's just really messed up stuff that kind yeah. of sticks with you. Very much so. Cool. Uh, you want to go to number four? Yeah, so, sorry gang, number four is just the mere mention of the name is a spoiler, um, and this is regarding the movie Get Out, so if you haven't seen Get Out, you might want to just bump this uh, recording a couple of minutes ahead, but my number four is Rose Armitage in Get Out, played by oh, Allison Williams. The mother? No, the girlfriend. Oh, the girlfriend, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, her just eating dry Fruit Loops and drinking the milk separately on her bed by herself is enough to earn a spot on my list. I just <laughs> yeah, found, that, yeah. found that so disturbing for some reason. Yeah. I always love it when a bad guy has some sort of tick or OCD aspect to them. Right, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. G- gives mostly, them like a, an edge. Yeah, <laughs> gives them something extra. Right. Um... And just like a very visual portrayal of how something in their brain is just off. Yeah, yeah. But I think she's on the list for the same reason Jack Torrance is on the list. It's so scary to think that the, your person is not at all who you think they are. And that's totally what happens here. And I think it's a really good performance, too, that kind of gets overshadowed by everything else that's great about this movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's so good 
that no matter how many times I see this, I'm always tricked into liking Rose from the get-go. Me too, man. She's so lovable. She's so lovable, and it makes it all the more terrifying. Um, And she's just totally... And I saw this from another list. I can't remember who who wrote it, but they use the term gaslighting, that she's gaslighting Chris into thinking that everything he thinks is just, you know, kind of paranoid or that he should brush off this paranoia. And it, I think that makes it even more disturbing that she's totally gaslighting, gaslighting him along the way. It makes it more real. Yeah. Um, and when you think about the scope of what she's actually done in the movie, when he finds that shoebox, uh, she's... She's accomplished quite a, a bit of horribleness. Yeah, yeah, damn, that's a, that's a good one, man. Uh, I, I was thinking to get out, and I, I couldn't like. I always thought like the parents, uh, and I, I, t- I totally forgot like Rose was like so into it, and her transformation through uh, too. Like, uh, yeah, she goes from someone so lovable to like all in black, eating Fruit Loops without milk, or, or like separately, right? Like she's got the milk uh, separate to, to the cereal. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such a crazy transformation. And I, I kind of wish we saw more of her in that role because I, I feel like once she reveals herself and, and we see her as like this kind of, um, you know, the villain that she is, do we uh, we do we see, like there isn't like much more interaction, right? I mean, obviously they have the, the battle towards the end, but um, do you get a lot more scenes with her? Not really. That's the thing is that for the majority of the movie, you still think she's a, a hero. Yeah. Not a hero, but not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. And I have was doing some reading up on her and read about how people, even after the movie, were convinced she must have been brainwashed by the rest of her family. <laughs> so, like, viewers are still unable to wrap their head around the fact that she could be a villain. And, yeah, you know, I, and I read that there's some, like, implicit racism there, too, and that, you know, the attractive white girl can't possibly be the villain. <laughs> um, so, some that- added scariness there in what it says about society. That's, I know, I know, that's kind of what I was wondering, because, like, she, like, does, like, something that's, like, so fucked up, and at the end, like, for a second, she comes back, and she's, like, pleading with him, and I almost wonder, like, uh, if, because she does such a good job of uh, gaslighting, like, throughout, and even as the audience, they're like, ah, I can't be here, like, yeah, this must all be, like, in, in, in our heads, that, like, something suspicious is going on here, um, but I don't know, there's, a, 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 like, a, a small part of me at the end that, like, still wants to, like, do everything possible to, like, believe her, because, like, she is so lovable throughout that whole movie. Uh, right. Do, do you like feel any of that? She's gaslighting me over and over again every time <laughs> yeah, I rewatch I this movie. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty messed up. Yeah. Uh good good pick though. That, that that's a great one. Great great performance too. Yeah, thanks. I think that's the only uh thing I need to spoil for my list so far. Okay. Got it. Until we get to honorable mentions. All right. All right. Sounds good. Good good one. Uh, so my number four, uh, no spoiler here, uh, was Candyman, uh, just cause, uh, I, I think there, there are very few villains that represent something bigger than like what you see on screen. And I think when the context of that movie, he represents like a whole, uh, movement that was going on in the nineties of like underprivileged communities being pushed out of places and like, uh, them kind of fighting back or trying to like, you know, save, uh, their communities and and uh, it's just so cool to see a movie do that within one character and then he's also just this very kind of gory killer with the, with the hook and like the practical effects on on his hook are pretty scary and he's got bees coming out of his mouth which and, and I hate bees uh, and so yeah I, I I just thought he was a pretty scary bad guy and and, and one uh, the the whole thing about like being able to like chant in the mirror and he comes out and kills people uh, I I love that aspect because that kind of adds like a whole supernatural uh, element to him which is pretty cool. Yeah, and Tony Taub was just perfect for that role. 
Yeah, yeah. His 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 portrayal of that actor was was or of that character was great. Yeah, and uh, that was on my short list too because I was always so scared of Bloody Mary as right? a kid. And even now, I think there are so many adults who would be scared to go into a bathroom, turn off the lights, and say Bloody Mary or Candyman into the mirror. Totally. Yeah. And it's I think it says a lot that you take something that's this big scary thing in so many people's minds. And you put the visuals to it, you put the audio to it, and you don't completely ruin it for everybody. Yeah, like, exactly. They still manage to make it scary without bursting people's bubble. Even yeah. Even though we all had this terrifying image of what we might see in our minds. It, it, right. it nailed it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. There's a huge risk. They could have easily messed that up and made a joke out of it. But yeah, right. I think it, it preserves that legacy of, of that idea of uh, something coming out from the mirror. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I don't think I'd ever do that. Hey, did they ever make a movie on Bloody Mary, or did they just jump straight to Candyman? There are a few, but there's never been a big Bloody Mary movie that I know of. I was thinking about that today. Yeah, that's weird. I have to write one. Yeah, yeah, not, I know. It's a it, big that's the thing, though, when you think about how to do it, it, it would be really hard not to make it just some cheap, slocky, rip-off, jump-scare type thing. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, it, it's an easy, uh, like, urban legend to, like, mess up. Yeah. I, and I think that what you're saying too, like adding some reality to it, uh, uh, having to do with the Cabrini Green neighborhood in Chicago, it really, it somehow juggles the whimsicalness of it all, but it gives it some extra weight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like that's a, a rare thing you see in horror films. So it's, it's cool to see that captured there. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I, I'm still pretty excited for this sequel. You think that's going to come out anytime soon? I think fall of 2021 is what it's penciled in at. I, who knows anymore? But oh, I, okay. I, th- I think we're starting to starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel for when movie theaters might reopen, right? I have a feeling movie theaters are going to reopen before everyone's comfortable going back, and sure. there's going to be this split. Half of the fandom goes to the theater, and half the fandom isn't ready yet. Yeah, yeah. But then is that is that going to make it uh, like uh, profitable then for movie theaters, or are they going to like burn themselves before we get to, like critical mass of people going back to theaters? That's a good question. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, cool. All right. Well, n- number three. What do you what do you got? Number three is Billy from 1974's Black Christmas. Ooh, man! I thought about this guy. Nice one. And he's kind of unique because. There is very little of a villain here to be scared of or even to put on a list. Um, mm-hmm. Like You never see a clear view of Billy for the entire runtime of that film, but it's what makes the movie so effective, and it proves the whole thing of the unknown being scarier than anything you can see on screen. And it's so much so that I wrestled with whether he would even make a great villain list, or does that just make Black Christmas a great movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I landed on the fact that it, it can be both. Because uh, yeah. it wouldn't be what it was if you weren't so disturbed about who or what was in the house with these girls. Right, right. Yeah, and like, yeah, that, that phone call like sticks with you, right? Like the, the sounds he's making on the phone. Yeah, I mean, the, that phone call, what are we, 50 years later, 60 almost, is still one of the scariest moments in any horror movie of all time yeah. and probably will be for the next 50 years. Yeah, yeah, it's got a special place. Yeah, it does. And I think that taps into something scary in general that we see here and there in horror movies. And it's it's a little less scary now in this era of robocalls, but someone on the phone, like, Scream does it too. It's just so easy to assume it's just someone messing around. But then there's mm-hmm. this 
underlying layer of doubt of is it someone who knows me is this part of some other plan can this person see me yeah what else do they know about me it's it's disturbing on its own and then just the voice and and the words that are spoken it really gives me chills yeah 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 no totally that that combination of things is amazing and and like on this like unsuspecting house uh it's it's and, and so yeah you never actually see billy throughout the whole movie then right I think you might see a silhouette or a partial silhouette. Like uh, standing at the window or something? I can't quite remember in what scene. Yeah, I think it might be through a window, but I'm I'm not sure. You see first person uh shots and you see from his point of view and you you hear the vocals, but Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I I my memory is dodgy on if you ever see any part of his body or anything. Yeah, and any idea who the actor was behind that? I think he okay so this is what made me think you saw a silhouette because i think i was reading up that one actor did the voice another played his silhouette i think another was his hand at one moment so oh, um i it. don't know that there's a specific name that can be attributed i should have gotten the name of whoever did the voice because that's a crucial part but i, I don't know that name sure sure man that, that's so cool he kind of exists more as like a concept than like an actual person which is really neat yeah um, and it's, it's a bummer like the the new one doesn't like it yeah like if you're trying to remake that movie like that's like one of the best parts of it and I don't think that's captured in the new one at all right certainly not yeah yeah not even close <laughs> right <laughs> which we yeah. were the only people in the world that liked that movie but but no it's it's very far from the original yeah yeah that's really hard to recreate yeah uh, yeah good 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 pick though that, that, that's a good one thanks buddy what's your number three uh, my number three was Hannibal Lecter from Sons of the Lambs. Uh, I, I, I just love this guy, like how sophisticated he is. Anthony Hopkins' performance is great. Uh, the hair slicked back and like his whole, uh, the, the way he talks and, and like interacts with Jodie Foster's character. Uh, the scene where he like attacks and it basically like bites a guy's face off, uh, is pretty gross. And, uh, yeah, he, he just really creeps me out as, as like a, a cannibal, uh, living in modern times and, uh, it kind of feels like very believable like this is exactly what you'd expect and I'm, I'm kind of scared of like people who are like in the psychology industry anyway so he kind of like adds to that fear of like someone who can really get into your mind and then uh mess you up if he wants and uh you know i, was, I, was, I feel like the legacy that's been built off his character has kind of played to like the, the uh, it kind of speaks to like how amazing this character was like written and, and portrayed by him Awesome. Yeah. So if you, uh, listener, if you are working in the, uh, psychology industry or field, please leave us a review that really fucks with Ashwin because he's, <laughs> he's scared yeah. of you. Yeah. That'll, that'll put an end to me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. Cool. I'm glad that you put that on this list because that, I think there are two names that, that people are hoping to hear on this list and at least we got one of them. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, he, he really, he makes you squirm for sure. And it's a great performance and a great movie that we should probably cover at some point. Yeah. I was thinking we, we should get around to that. I know we're always giving like the nineties grief for, uh, yeah, not, not a lot of great horror films, but I think that's probably like one of the best ones out of the nineties probably. Right. Yeah, for sure. And there are some movies that I think are so well respected and probably analyzed by so many people so much smarter than us that I hesitate to even cover them. Oh, sure. Uh, but we, we still should. We, we shy away from like anything that makes the AFI top 100 <laughs> yeah. like above our grade. 
Yeah, because sometimes it's like, oh, great, someone else is going to talk about Silence of the Lambs. But yeah, but you know, sometimes we have our own weird little takes that may provide some value to somebody somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, so yeah, yeah, let's cover it sometime. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a fun one to revisit uh, for sure. Um, cool. Cool. All right. Yeah. What about uh, your number two? My number two is Annie Wilkes from Misery, played by Kathy Bates. Oh, nice one. Something Damn. about her, again, just feels really real to me. Her folksiness, especially. Yeah. Uh, and the performance is a big big factor in this one. She won the Academy Award for Best Actress for this. Oh, yeah, right. I totally forgot that she, she won the award for that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And I think what disturbs me is that in in some ways she's really charming and she's absolutely in love with these characters from, uh, from this guy's books. Mm-hmm. And I think that it strikes on something where you assume anyone as villainous as this, you would just know them walking down the street, right? There's no way they could walk among us and pass as normal. But yeah, even though she's very far from normal, there is so much about her that just seems like a folksy, kind of nerdy spinster, I guess. Yeah, like an everyday kind of common person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I feel like if this was remade today, she'd be like a cat lady. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Just a woman with a bunch of cats. <laughs> yeah, I know that that part is really disturbing. Like uh, the the diehard nature of like her her fandom on which is like kind of normal uh, to see with with a lot of people, and she just kind of takes it to a whole nother level. But uh, yeah, I mean, a part of that is is so normal though. Yeah, and uh, I found a Stephen King quote that it touches again on what makes her scary. He said that Wilkes may seem psychopathic to us, but it's important to remember that she seems perfectly sane and reasonable to herself. Heroic, in fact, a beleaguered woman trying to survive in a hostile world filled with cockadoodie brats. Cockadoodie brats. <laughs> she always has these fake names she makes up because she won't square. S- square. She oh, won't square. square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. She's yeah. Kind of like yeah, a- and then the dynamics between her and uh, James Kahn's character... Yeah. are so nuanced and weird and tense that it really adds to it as well. Yeah, right, right. And, and like, in the beginning of that movie, you really, like, similar to, to what you said about Rose, like, you really think she's, like, uh, doing good, right? Yeah, I mean, she's hard not to feel for even at certain moments. Right, yeah. And then, and then yeah, her ability to just kind of, like, go to, like, like do a 180 and, like, go, for like, 0 to 60 is pretty wild. Yeah, and to go back to my my reasons for who made the list, every time she walks in the room in that movie, you're tense. Like, what yeah. the hell is she going to do now? <laughs> I know, so unpredictable, right? Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. she hasn't gotten some sort of prequel origin story in the way of a film or TV series like a, like the recent thing they did with Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah, I could totally see that. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. There's Unless, a, I, I don't want to go too much into spoilers for that movie. I think everyone knows she's the villain in that movie, but there is a, there's rich stuff, right? There are basically prequel stories right within that movie, even. Interesting. Uh, that, like, 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 she, like, kind of mentions about herself? There, she has a past that we, we learn about. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, but, like, even the townspeople, because I, I remember, like, there's a sheriff and stuff in that. I mean, I don't think anyone's, like, very suspicious of her, right? No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Very that. unlikely, but very terrifying. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the unlikely ones are, like, the most terrifying, and uh, this is, like, a middle-aged woman, a woman uh, that, yeah, you're just not expecting this type of insanity to come out of. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But but also, like, very real, right? 
Yeah, she really is. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And I think she was even loosely based in the movie version, at least on a, on a real character, a real person. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. cool. Damn, you got you got a two Stephen King characters so far. That's that's impressive. Oh, I do, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I think it speaks to Stephen King. Like he obviously, I think we talked about this on Carrie. He knows how to like write people and these like really crazy characters. Yeah, I thought you might have a uh, Stephen King character in Pennywise, but you you pivoted and went with art, and I, I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was going to bring up uh, Dr. Sleep. Uh, <laughs> Rose. Was, it, was, her, was her name Rose, too? Rose the Hat was definitely somebody I wrote down in, oh, in my man. initial thoughts. I was, was going to go to town on you. <laughs> I mean, she's great. You, you may not like that movie. I think you liked her, though. Uh, I mean, I liked her, but I didn't think she was scary. But okay, uh, Oh, yeah, you hated her hat. Oh, you and hats. Yeah, hats and the yoga pants. I mean, I, I don't know. All was right. she wearing yoga pants or was that just I don't the thing think I she mentioned? was wearing yoga pants because you said she was like Cheryl Crow's fashion I remember you saying and oh, that was yeah. pre-yoga pants oh yeah 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 you're right maybe that was just in my fantasies <laughs> <laughs> good 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 pick man that, that, I like that one Annie I, uh, I, I think it's or Anne right Annie Wilkes oh Annie Wilkes yeah good one classic cool what's um, your number two my number two, I, I decided to go more supernatural here. I, I went to a monster. I, I picked the xenomorph from Aliens. All or right, Alien, I thought I guess, that might show up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just think like this, this is one of the best monsters. And, and the fact that this came out like in the 70s um, and still is like a great design and a great costume that like holds up when you watch it today, uh, like that kind of speaks volumes to it. Like how, how do you do something back then that just, you know, continues to be like the scariest monster and like the this killing machine that uh, just is, is so so crazy. And I, I think one of the amazing things of that first one is I don't feel like I ever really understood like the full body layout of uh, the Xenomorph. Uh, but that's kind of like what's so scary about it is like it's got all these moving parts and like different body parts that like you, you kind of just have to imagine or you think like certain body parts go here or there but it, like it doesn't even matter because like this thing is just so scary and it moves so quick and kills people with like stabbing or, or like with the, the, the acidic saliva that it drop, drips so uh, yeah I, I just think this is like a, one of the best uh, monsters to, to grace the screen I agree definitely one of the greatest monsters to grace the screen if not the best and that was definitely Something I had written down as well, but in the end, I thought of it as more of a top five creature than a top five villain. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But right. you know, fine line, splitting hairs there. Yeah, yeah. So you would put like creatures on a separate list than than villains, I guess. Like villains, more people with intentions. Yeah, I mean, I would. That would be maybe we'll do that episode sometimes. Top five, top five creatures. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, the villainous intentions is what is the uh, the dividing factor there. Uh, I'm not saying that the xenomorph shouldn't be on this list and that you shouldn't feel very good about your number two, but that was where <laughs> sure. my mind started to go. <laughs> you should always feel good about your number twos, but that is where my <laughs> mind started to go. I was just like, that isn't in what I'm. And you, with any list like this, you kind of have to narrow your focus. So I narrowed yeah. my focus to exclude a creature. Oh, interesting. And I've also noticed, like, the last four you've picked uh, have been, like, people and not necessarily, like, anyone with any supernatural capabilities or anything. So was that also part of your criteria, or are you about to break that with your number one? It wasn't part of my criteria, but that's just kind of how it worked. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, people are scary. People are scary. I think (laughs) some of my honorable mentions veer into the supernatural. Got it. Okay, okay. Uh, That makes sense. Uh, well, yeah. Do you, should, we, should we get to the number one then? 
Yeah, and my you were right. My number one is going to break that. Okay. <laughs> on on to uh, on the topic of hats that you really dislike. Oh no, Freddy, Freddy Krueger is my number one. Oh man, I had a feeling that's going to go. <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. And he kind of breaks from my. Are you scared whenever he's on screen? Because certainly anyone who's watched the entire franchise knows that that at a certain point if it ever was true it becomes no longer true (laughs) but i still maintain that in the original nightmare on elm street he was even though there are some silly elements to that movie i think he's a legitimately scary villain both in his appearance and his you know glove but to me the scariest thing about him and what can sometimes end up being the silliest thing about him is that he has essentially endless potential in his abilities, and he can bend reality around you. Sure, yeah. As I long think as that, like you're sleeping, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you always have to do. So <laughs> I think that being afraid to go to sleep really adds to him as this villain that you are terrified of because you cannot outrun him because you're eventually going to have to sleep. And yeah. he's interesting to me too because even though many will bemoan his descent into silliness and his becoming a pop culture icon to the extent that he was like basically a toy for kids and his in, on stuffed animals and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's just so interesting how he naturally evolved like that from movie to movie. Like it was almost just this idea unleashed on the world by Wes Craven and the world was like, oh great, we love this and took it and made it their own and Craven was like, uh, not really like that, <laughs> but it was just too late. Like it yeah. had just like gotten away from us and become its own thing. And I think right. Robert England probably has a lot to do with that as well. But it was largely just kind of it seems how the audience received Freddie that kind of pushed him to evolve into a more comedic territory that I still loved even even in the silliness of it. Um, so I, I always assumed that the first one was a silly one and he got scarier as it went on, but are you saying the first one is the scariest and then it gets sillier? That's Yeah, that's what happens. Damn. Although right. he's still kind of scary in... So two and three are when he starts to have these taglines, and maybe he has some in the original, that are a bit comedic. Mm-hmm. But I think he's still kind of scary in many ways in two and three. But mm-hmm. by four, he's just gotten pretty silly, and the way he kills people is over-the-top silly. Yeah, okay. But yeah. there are still some scary moments in those. Sure, sure. Um, and yeah. then on my journey when I binged this, I think it's the seventh movie where Wes Craven takes it back and steps into the director's chair again and tries to make Freddy scary again. Mm-hmm. And it's a really great screenplay. It's a cool movie, and it should work and be one of my favorite ones. But it's somehow just fine. Oh, like okay. it, it was just kind of like the genie had gotten out of the bottle at that point, and you couldn't put him back in. You couldn't yeah. make him scary again. Yeah, yeah. I Some see. plenty of people might disagree with that, but yeah, um, I think he just became what he became, and there was no going back. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It was too late to turn around. That makes sense. Yeah. And he's, he's weirdly lovable, even though he's this child killer slash pedophile. It just makes zero sense that this would become a pop culture icon that we'd be putting <laughs> on toys, especially yeah. in like the 80s and 90s when people were so paranoid about that kind of stuff. Right, Not that right. we aren't paranoid about it now, but yeah, um, it's just wild. It, it, it almost defies logic that he's so popular. But y- Yeah, that is so weird, man. That's a really interesting phenomenon you brought up there. 
and I, I agree with you. Like conceptually, he could be like the scariest uh, like villain because yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, you're he's coming in your nightmares. He can kill you in there and like uh, do whatever he wants and take whatever shape he wants. But uh, yeah, something with the execution of like those films and like them kind of like uh, you know like the the music and like his uh, kind of giggling and, and the hat and the outfit. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like they, they have like a, this, the concept for like the scariest dude, but I don't know if like they executed on that uh, well. And it sounds like you kind of uh, feel like um, that throughout the franchise, they kind of just kind of erode his scariness then or dilute it in a way. Yeah, they certainly do. And then they try to go real scary with the remake and it just it falls flat work. on its face. Yeah, but he's still like your number one top villain. He's still my number one. Yeah, I just kind of ignore that remake. <laughs> and, and like, like a, okay but, but like what about all the other movies that made him silly though like if, if it's only like one or two or three that like where he's kind of scary uh you still think like you know two or three scary movies are enough for him i think that i kind of go against my own methodology here and that you know someone who really scares me because at a certain point he just becomes exciting and lovable and you're you can't wait to see what he's going to do. Like you're excited when he's on screen and wondering what's going to happen and how he's going to kill somebody. I see. Yeah. So it, it takes a turn for the, for fun here at my number one pick, but I also yeah. think he's legitimately scary in the first one. Sure. So I had, I considered Michael Myers and he didn't make my top five because as much as I love him in the first one, his menace is lost in the other movies, but without yeah. him really evolving in any way. And I think Freddie totally lost his menace but he evolved into something completely different sure sure yeah that makes sense and, and to be fair i mean this list is like the top five horror villains not necessarily like the top five scariest so right. i mean if, if, if he's someone like you enjoy seeing on screen and like you know keeps you engaged and uh laughing or whatever then that, that's pretty good yeah so it sounds like we each respect but possibly slightly poo poo our last two picks your number two and my number one uh yeah yeah <laughs> xenomorph and freddy yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I totally uh, respect Xenomorph. Just don't don't, don't think of him as the right fit for a list like this for my own personal list. I'm glad that you sure. put him on yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. The, the lines are kind of blurry here. But, you know, I, I think my number one is in a similar genre as yours. Because I was, I was in, in the same one. I was like, number one, you know, you, you got to go back to the classics. You got to think about Freddy, uh, Michael, Jason, Leatherface. And that's kind of like who I was struggling with. And uh, I, I actually put Michael Myers, which uh, I, I think you're right. Like, he doesn't, he, he's really scary in the first one. And I, I just love, like, the... Uh, the, the, the mask on him and, and his whole costume of like kind of like a serviceman or something and like how he stalks people and how you don't know anything about him and how he doesn't say anything. Um, I hear a point though, and like as a character, he doesn't really evolve through the series, but I think that like ambiguity around him and like just never really knowing him um, except for like what Rob Zombie tried to do where he tried to dive into backstory, which I didn't appreciate. I, I like the mystery around this guy and like how he's just like a cold blooded killer that you never really are supposed to try to understand or relate with. And like, it's just always supposed to scare the shit out of you. So, uh, I, I think he was my number one, uh, at the end. Respect it, man. I put him at my number six just because not just because like he, I think he naturally would have fallen there anywhere and, or in that spot anyway and I don't think there's any set rules on you have to you can't pick a villain that was scary in the first movie but not the others but yeah sure that was yeah. definitely part of what knocked him down for me but man and that first one that totally that fits my definition of my criteria that is of anytime he's on screen I'm scared oh yeah right anytime yeah. he's in the background of a shot I'm tense even though I've seen that movie 
so many times now. Yeah. Uh, and I love what you said. It's so true. You have no idea why he's doing it or who he is or what he wants, but that makes it even more scary. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that unknown and, uh, yeah, just like, who is this guy? And like, what, what's he doing? It's Yeah. Billy yeah. from Black Christmas has a little bit of that now that I think about it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just like no backstory, basically, and they're just there. Yeah. Uh, I also want to call it Michael, uh, Michael's art skills. Like, I feel like uh, the way he decorates after he kills someone. I think he's a, basically very, uh, a production designer. Yeah, and he does it like so quick. I think that's very uh, undervalued. Yeah, somebody who definitely want to have on set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when he's During dorming, a party, he this... just takes his mask off and goes to Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Hustles his ass off. <laughs> yep, yep. That's what he's doing between movies. <laughs> <laughs> when it's not Halloween. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 364 <laughs> days of the year in, in Hollywood on set. <laughs> Save up some stabbing money and head back to Illinois. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of money in that. That makes makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, man. Good, good, good list. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't have uh, any overlaps between the two of us, at least. Holy shit, was there zero overlap? There wasn't. Good. Cool. Yeah. I know. Pretty pretty well. Uh, who, who, do you, who were your uh, honorable mentions? So that's where we start to get some overlap. Um, I had Michael Myers at number six and then, oh, who's your number six? Did you like do an order after number five or do you just have honorable mentions from here? Uh, no, I, I didn't do an order, but if, if I had to do an order, I think my number six was uh, Jack Torrance actually. All right. All right. Cool. And then do you uh, got number seven? Number seven I had is Candyman. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Who's your uh, number, number seven or mine was, you, uh, whoever's uh, next? Yeah. Mine, mine was a uh, leather face. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I had, I, I can, uh, I, I was struggling between him and, and Michael Myers for that top position, but uh, I don't, I've only seen like two of the, actually there are only two Texas Chainsaw original movies, right? Or uh, more. I think there are three or four, man. And there's like seven in the franchise at least. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, two, I think kind of made him a little bit sillier. So I, I, I kind of dropped his rank a bit. But I think that. I thought about him as well, but the entire family and the whole situation is what really scared me about the first oh. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, the grandfather and everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically just the entire dinner scene is what really was grippingly scary to me about that one. Yeah, not necessarily like just the character Leatherface. Correct, yeah. Though he is yeah. scary. I, I respect him on any list. Yeah, he just, he just uh, to me, like he just seems like a really big guy and I'm scared of like really big, tall people, so I kind of <laughs> hit that. I think he's the biggest guy I've seen on TV. Right there with you. Yeah. Uh, what about your next one? Uh, number eight, I had The Collector from Demon Knight, played by Billy Zane. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to make a list here. Uh, he, he was great, man, wasn't he? He was so good, man. I mean, there might be a little bit of somebody in my very recent memory making the list, just because they're in my recent memory. But, man, I mean, there was a little bit of scariness and menace to him. Yeah. Like with the voiceovers and stuff. But yeah. I kind of like, there's something cool about evil simply being a voice over your shoulder that's like, hey, go ahead and take the easy way out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like really real, right? Like we all kind of have that part inside of us. Yeah. I mean, that's probably how evil rears its head the most often in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I wish my evil side was as cool as Billy Zane. That's like right? what I aspire to. I yeah. mean, he had so much swagger and was so funny and charming in that role. It was such a unique representation of a villain that isn't quite like many others that we've seen. So Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. He, he's got a spot on the, the list for that. I'm, I'm so glad we covered that movie. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and I can't wait to rewatch it already. Yeah, yeah that was a really fun one. Yeah. Especially his uh, fire boner that pops out. <laughs> you love that fire boner. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. How about your uh, number eight, if you had uh, yeah. to put one into the eight slot? Yeah, my, the, the last one I had on my list was a ghost face killer from the Scream franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it just goes like, here's a serial killer who's like, uh, you know, I, I know we talk about like Freddy being, you know, kind of silly as, as the franchise progresses. And I think from the start, like ghost face killer has a, a bit of like silliness with, with like the killing, like he's chasing people, but he's also tripping and like falling on things. And it's also obviously like such a great mask too. Uh, and I love like his targets, like the, this group of teenagers and like who likes teenagers, like it's, it's, it's great that he's out there killing them and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I liked uh, that guy as a villain. Yeah. He's fumbling around and tripping on stuff but man when he kills people it's pretty brutal yeah yeah like drew barrymore yeah that was horrible (laughs) (laughs) and he's so so terrifying in that that opening scene and then again the the tripping and stumbling also adds a little bit of realism as well it does yeah yeah i mean bad guys aren't always going to be like the most coordinated and you're wearing like a gown and a mask i mean it's only uh so yeah, it's bound to happen, right? A gown. <laughs> yeah, is it is a gown. <laughs> yeah, it's like a full body gown. <laughs> Don't try it's to like call it anything else, Ghostface. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I what, mean what that's if, not stopping him from doing some truly horrible shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's that combination of like being like kind of human and like kind of funny, but then like also like doing some really messed up stuff. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, what, what about you? What, do you? You have another one? Uh, so yeah, my number nine, again, this, I might be a victim of just having recent movies we watched in my head, but this is another spoiler instance. So if you haven't seen the autopsy of Jane Doe, skip ahead a little bit, but I thought Jane Doe to think of her as a villain, I I guess like she really is. Yeah. And there's, again, with that criteria, I was scared every time she was on screen. Yeah, sure. I know that that movie's just done so well. We're like, yeah, you just like you're waiting for something like her body to do something, right? The whole time. Yeah, and it's this weird duality where it's kind of like Billy from Black Christmas, where you're leaving a lot to the imagination. You don't know what's going to happen, so you're afraid of the unknown. But then at the same time, nothing is left to the imagination because she's stark naked on the table the entire movie. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you see her organs for God's sakes. Yeah, uh, but you have no idea what's going on inside her mind, or if she even has a mind, right? Um, right. Or what she's actually capable of if she had any sentience to her. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, and it was just so suspenseful every time they they showed her on screen. It's very. She has a haunting appearance. She does. Yeah. Those. Uh, I don't know what they did to her, but yeah, she looked amazing. Like uh, it was. It was so creepy. Yeah. Those like. Pretty- grayish white eyes oh yeah the eyes right and, like, they kind of change colors yeah 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 they, they, that was that was pretty intense yeah uh any any other ones on your side um yeah but you still have a one or two to not to hit right uh no you, i think did I hit you my, touch them all <laughs> i think i hit all my honorable mentions so my last spot i i feel very self-conscious about it i didn't quite know know what to put here and I ended up putting Darcy from Green Room, pl- played by Patrick Stewart. Oh, nice. That's a great yeah. one. Perhaps a strange choice, but uh, he just floated up to, to the top for me because it, it just seemed real. 
like his how procedural he was and focused and the yeah. fact that he yeah it sounded like he pretty much did buy into this ideology like the nazism but it seemed like part of him was mostly in it for his own financial gain and as a power trip yeah and it just felt like something that was probably true for a lot of real life villains right right just kind of like doing it for their own gains yeah and like yeah. being very good at it i know good at getting away with it I know, I know. Uh, I, I, you know, when we started doing this, I, I my mind went to him too because he's like this really scary, like project manager in a way, right? He's just really like knows how to execute and like this is what needs to be done. He doesn't give a fuck about like what happens to these people and just he's there like kind of cleaning up a mess basically the whole time and he's just like in that mentality and he's yeah he's he's so well acted too. Yeah, his callousness to it all is pretty disturbing too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's a great one to mention. I like that one. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. I think uh, Norman Bates was the other one I thought people might expect to hear. Oh, yeah. I saw him on a lot of lists, right? Uh, Yeah. Did you you feel like, uh, is there a reason like you didn't include him? I think I didn't include him because I thought of him as a great character in general. He's certainly a villain. Mm -hmm. But, and it's also been a few years since I watched that movie. and And that was, gosh, I think I've only seen it all the way through once. So I feel like I need to revisit that before I could confidently put him on a list. Same. And, like, my memory is uh, for that whole movie, you never, like, really see him as, like, the villain. I, I know there's, like, the shower scene uh, and stuff, but um, is there ever a scene, like, where you see him, like, uh, well, I, I imagine, like, he's wearing, like, his mother's wig or something in that scene or something? Yeah, that- I'm trying to think back. And, again, this is why we need to rewatch it. But, yeah, again, I think you're right. He often yeah. isn't portrayed straightforwardly as the villain. Right. And right. then in the second one, he's very much a character, a full, yeah. fully fleshed out character that you're kind of rooting for. So so right. I had a hard time putting him on a villain's list. Same, same. Oh, one, one other one that I, I saw mentioned a lot, I, was, I, was, I kind of thought you might mention this, but I, I know we both like love the movie It Follows, and I've seen a lot of people say like the entity or whatever is like one of the best villains out there. But any reason why you excluded that? I mean, I, I kind of thought maybe it didn't fit like the definition here, but what did you think? It kind of just wasn't going with the flow of my list, and I feel like I also wanted to talk about some new movies. I feel like I'm always bringing up It Follows. <laughs> so <laughs> sure. that was largely why I left it out. I just felt like people might be sick of me talking about It Follows, but certainly that could very easily be on my list, either mm-hmm. in honorable mentions or in the top five I mean, I could even see me rewriting this list with it at number one. Oh, sure. Interesting. It's, I mean, it's, it is one single entity, but it takes so many different shapes, too. I think yeah. that was another reason it didn't quite fit the list, because I was kind of on this trend of named villains, um, mm-hmm. but so scary that, that it can take any form, and then it's always walking. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Another uh, one that yeah. almost made the list for me was Henry from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, right. I was I was debating between him and Hannibal Lecter, but like, yeah, both are like pretty effective uh, serial killers in a way. Yeah, yeah. Henry was a good one. You know who Frankly. else I thought of from a movie I've been meaning to rewatch ever since we watched it, and it's not a movie that gets talked about a lot, but I feel like we both really liked it. Was Overlord? Oh, who is who is like you talking about like the army general or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was a pretty cool villain. Yeah, and, and he looks like pretty messed up at the end, right? Yeah. I think uh Yeah, he almost did, becomes like a uh 
Well, I won't spoil Overlord. Yeah, yeah. That's just a movie I feel like I don't hear talked about enough for how good it I was. Know. I know. It kind of went on the radar. And that that's like pretty recent, like just like maybe two, three years ago? 2019? Yeah, well, I want to say 2018. 18? Okay. I can't quite remember, though. Yeah. It was, I guess it was weird, though, because uh, like, it's horror, right? I mean, it's not like action, right? I'd call it. It's very much action, action horror. Action horror. Okay, yeah. 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 I feel like it skirted the lines and blended the genres enough that it's that might be part of the reason it's not talked about as much in horror circles. Oh, sure, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good, good, good reminder. Yeah. Anybody cool, else man. whose name you want to drop before we duck out of the list and call it uh, a day? No, no, I, I think I named uh, all the ones that uh, I I could think of and. Yeah, I, I feel like I struggled a bit more because I, I was realizing a lot of my favorite movies are more like supernatural stuff going on versus uh, a certain villain. But it sounds like you had an easier time coming up with uh, this list, huh? Yeah, I surprisingly did. I like That's our good. list, man. I think we hit a lot of the classics, but also threw in a few that were slightly new or may not be on quite as many lists. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good mix. And uh, yeah, not, not too much. Like, I, I think we probably have like two, three overlaps then be to, across like all eight, nine or ten. Yeah, if you if you we always do this top five, but end up really kind of talking about ten each. But I know I gotta remember that. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, like no witches uh, made it. No like vampires. Uh, I guess uh, no demons. Well, I, I don't know. I guess you got some supernatural uh, guys in here. Yeah, I think that you and I tend to. It seems like we're not quite as wild about these typical monsters like vampires, witches, etc. Werewolves, yeah. But we also probably just need to cover more of those type of movies on the podcast. I think you're right. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I just didn't like have enough examples on hand. To yeah, Nosferatu came to mind just for his appearance alone. Yeah, I mean it's like pretty iconic and like classic. Yeah, but yeah, and then there's that scene of him coming out in the shadow and everything. For sure, coming up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah top great. five creatures could be kind of fun to do at some point too. Yeah, yeah, maybe on on the after the next fifty or something. Yeah, we could think of it like a, a creature feature. Yeah, it won't I, be a two hundred before you know it. Yeah, I see. I see a Jaws mentioned often uh, on on things like that. So I, I wonder what we'll talk about. Yeah, that light up. Put a pin in that. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Anything else? Uh, anything else you want to throw in? That's it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, great job. This, this is a fun list. Uh, I don't think uh, outside of your number one, I'm going to undermine too many of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I disagree good. with on your list. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I would say the same too with the caveat that like uh, I, I feel like Freddy, concept-wise, I love the love what he stands for, but I, I just wish that some of the movies captured his scariness a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to make you watch the second one during sequel September, so. All right. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. I'd like to explore him a little bit more. Cool. That'd be good. All right. Well, yeah, this is, this has been fun. This has been our countdown of the top five uh, horror villains, plus an extra four or five uh, honorable mentions. Um, if you enjoy this episode, as Brian mentioned earlier on, we'd love feedback or review on, on Apple Podcasts. That's going to help other people find our show and gets us to towards the annual goal that we're working towards. Um, you can find our link at uh, horrormovieclub.com. You can find all, our, all of our social materials there. And you can also shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. We'd also love to hear what your top five are, so feel free to shoot us a note on Facebook, Twitter, email, uh, Discord. 
Uh, let us know if you agree with what we talked about tonight or any big misses that we had or if you also disagree with Brian on the Freddy Krueger thing. I'd, I'd always welcome more people saying that. So let us know. Uh, we're on Discord, so uh, you can find that link on our website. If uh, We also have a Patreon page. If you want to throw some change our way, you can find that at patreon.com slash horrormovieclub. Our logo is by Mary Popart, so check her out on Etsy.com. And until next time, if someone's asking you to come up with a list of top five, always double that and go with ten. <laughs> just, just to be safe, right? Be prepared. Be prepared, yeah, exactly. A good rule for facing down any horror villain. Exactly. Have <laughs> double the not to expect. And double tap. Yeah. Double tapping. Double tapping. Double tapping.